Welcome to Ukrainian 101, History Lessons for the Unparalleled Time Loops. I'm the one, not the only doctor, Philip Reese. And I'm the Professor Carmine Fasana. What other doctors are there? Well, you have Doctor Who. Okay. There's like 13 of those. 14 now. 14, right? maybe. 13 uh, or 14. I should know this. I really should know this. <laughs> you should. That's that's a little embarrassing. I really shouldn't know that. <laughs> I think 13. Well, he did like, you know, regenerate as himself a couple of times. So who knows? I lost count. We're only on number five. Less than five, that is. That comes is. Our episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your feedback. Great comments so, so far with the first four episodes that we did. Thank you so much. So let's uh, talk about what we do here. What do we do here? We talk about history. History so, lessons within parallel timelines. Is that what this podcast is all about? That history is. lessons within parallel timelines. So we do have a computer here. Pug, the parallel universe generator. I should say it's more of an application, but we use it to dictate what we're going to talk about. Exactly. The, the doctor and myself worked on it for a few years. I think it's uh, served us well. It's made these podcasts pretty interesting. We take a fixed point in history, we change it with the pug, and then we discuss the outcomes. For example, first four lessons. Prohibition was our very first one. Yep. We said, what if prohibition was still around today in 2018? Meaning you cannot go to a bar to have a drink. And if you do, it's illegal. It was a dry nation. Full of potheads. Steve Jobs. What if he never went back to Apple? A lot of people didn't realize that. I yeah, that was a pretty common thing in like the comment section. Like we did a good education for for the world there. A lot of people didn't realize he went back to Apple, or that he never that he left in the beginning. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. So on this one, we said, what if he never went back in 1997? A lot of technology was not there in that timeline. Yeah, we were missing out on a lot of good tech right now. Smartphones, tablets, all kinds of good tech. You're going to have to find out what the other two episodes were. Just head to our website, www.ucornia101.com. Or if you listen to the podcast, which you probably are right now, we're there. Just do a search for us, Ucornia101. We're on every single service out there. Yeah, we're all over the socials, too. Look up our name on any social media platform, and we're there, too. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Facebook we're yeah. on Instagram, Twitter. We're out there. We're, we're all over the there. place, yeah. So what are we talking about today, Doctor? What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about music again, because we talked about Tupac last week. Hey, I just said I had to go check it Oh, out. my bad, yeah. <laughs> well, now you know what one of the other episodes were. <laughs> so, yes, we're going to talk about Napster today and the huge court case that they were involved with. Napster. Let's uh, set that up a little bit because I bet our target audience probably doesn't know a whole lot about Napster, but what it was was a free uh, peer-to-peer file sharing system that we heavily exploited to was it music. sharing? Yeah, they say it was sharing music, and I'm using quotations right now. <laughs> the air quotations yeah. that everyone can see. Sharing music. Sharing music. In the late 1990s, early 2000s. Yeah. It changed the music scene completely. Because prior to that, I know this for a fact because I had to do it. If you wanted new music or that new album or that new CD, you had to go to the store. Tower Records, Sam Goody, Capitol Records. You name Empire it. Records, yeah, all yeah, those places. That's where you had to go to pick up a, a CD. And nine times out of ten, you had no clue if the CD 
was any good. You were rolling the dice. It was a gamble. You may have heard like one song on the radio or saw like a music video for it. But then, yeah, the rest of the, the tracks are a mystery. And that's how they did their promotion as well. Yeah. It was a single that they released on the radio and or they use a music video to promote that CD, album, whatever you want to call it. Because of Napster, that changed everything. Now, if you wanted to listen to something, you just go online, you shared the file, and you received it, boom. Still doing those air quotes? Yeah. You can have any song you wanted, as long as if it was out there, and let's just call it the cloud. I right. know it did. It wasn't that technology, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to use that term because it may be more familiar with it. Exactly. But it was no file sharing. Yeah. File stealing, maybe. File stealing. <laughs> Taking money out of a lot of good uh, artists' mouths, my God. Like, they're not making a lot of money in general to begin with. And then, yeah, you have Napster coming in to the picture. And, like, yeah. It changed the whole music landscape, essentially, because, yeah, like, they had to rethink how they were going to make money if everybody's doing it free. It changed the whole model. I mean, even in this current timeline, I mean, we're not even talking about the parallel timeline. We're going to get to that in a second. In this current timeline, you're you're absolutely right. The damage was already done. Music companies went out of business regardless because of this, even though they said you you cannot do that. They have to change the whole model, which is why you have Pandora. Apple Music, Spotify, and, other, and yeah. other services like that. So what are we going to say in this parallel world? Yeah, so essentially what we're going to talk about is uh, what if the Supreme Court sided with Napster instead of Dr. Dre and Metallica? Dr. Dre and Metallica, metal and hip-hop. The two biggest to, like names in both of those genres. Are going to court. Yeah. Are going to court. Gangster. Yeah. The gangster rapper, they're Dr. gangsters, yeah. going to court to sue people for music. Yeah, what's more gangster than lawyers? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am really eager to see what Pug is going to produce on this one. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get with Pug, and we'll be right back. All right, I see the professor is back. He's holding back. a ton of notes, and I'm pretty eager to see what's going to happen. This because, is a handful of notes. Yeah, and, and keep in mind. Our current timeline changed because of Napster, and they lost. I can only imagine what's going to happen now that they won this case. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. So, yeah. So, this is essentially like late 90s, early 2000s. Napster wins. Guess what? Music is free to share for everyone. Now, is it because the Supreme Court said if you have a hard copy, let's say a CD, and you share that CD with a friend of yours is that called stealing no No. that's sharing so the opinion of the courts is what's the difference between a hard copy and a digital copy of it all you're doing is sharing content peer to peer and that's why they won unlike in this current timeline exactly that's a good setup for the people at home too but yeah so essentially everybody kind of becomes uh you know the library you can you know share what you have with all your friends and like we were doing that like back in the day too like we trade cds you know books video games all that good stuff and this is a massive blow to the music company massive blow of course like it was a blow in the current timeline imagine like what's doing now well they all start to grow out of the business because they they're no longer able to make money they're saying hey if we're not able to make money why are we in it and they just start to close up shop 
So that's crazy. So like, obviously a couple of companies have to survive. Like there's still some, but like, yeah, like in today's day and age, like there's hundreds of like music companies and cut that down. Like in this uh, parallel timeline, we only have two major labels and that's it. The music stores, they still shut down, but that was going to happen regardless. It happened in our current timeline. In this right. parallel world, it definitely happens. It happens a lot faster as well. One huge thing that happens in this parallel world, the big music companies are no longer backing big name acts like Britney Spears or Backstreet Boys because there's no money in it. Now oh, that that's a good thing. Now that everything is free, so to speak, online, the public gets to choose what and who they want to listen to. So all of these independent artists are now coming out sharing fantastic music. Right. Like I would imagine like without the corporate influence, like, or, you know, people <laughs> exploiting, trying to make money, like the quality of music that's coming out at this time frame, like this has got to be an awesome thing. Like a lot of driven, awesome artists, like doing it for the passion and not so much for the profit. MP3s, they skyrocket. Because people want to listen to this music on the go. Now that everything's digital, of course you can't walk around with a laptop. You can't walk around <laughs> yeah, with, your, right. with your um with your PC. So Discmans. <laughs> MP3s, they, they they start to come out a whole lot faster. We they get our won- digital music revolution like we we kinda of talked about in the Steve Jobs episode. And everybody's buying the MP three now in the early two thousands. Because you're able to download that music and listen to it whenever you want. That's huge. Yeah, it's a good world to be in. So tell me something. How are people able to make money in the music business, the artists? Because, yes, they are in it for the passion and for the love of it, but you still have to bring in some type of income. Right. At the end of the day, you still got to, like, feed yourself, clothe yourself, have a place to live. Like, yeah, there's still money that's got to be made, like, to do that. So They came up with some unique ways. I was going to say, yeah. So So what Pug is saying is that, in 2003, Verizon did a deal with Jay-Z, similar to what happened in this current timeline. But in this parallel world, it happened a little bit faster. They made a deal where they released a phone, a phone underneath his name, and all of his songs were already preloaded on that phone. Right, like similar in like this current timeline, like how we uh, cheated the system to be the, uh, the quickest selling platinum artist by having a million copies loaded on the phone. Heavy on the sponsorship. Um, same thing with these tours where huge big name companies like Coke and Pepsi, <laughs> <laughs> Coke and Pepsi, McDonald's, Bud Light, Budweiser, they start to really get behind the artists as well, too. And that's how the artist is able to make money as they go to tours. Right. They all essentially become touring machines, like getting their name out there, getting their music out there. And yeah, and by doing so, they take a little bit off the top, you know, revenues from ticket sales, um, food and alcohol consumption. So that's one way. And the people love it as well. So you're able to listen to the music free, but they want to experience them live as well. Right, because at the end of the day, like, who doesn't want to go see a good live show and connect with the artist? That's what people do, and that's definitely like more common in this uh, this new timeline that we're talking through. One other big area, like how they were able to generate uh, generate revenue streams, was through uh, product placement in songs too. Like, similar to like in our current timeline, like in hip hop, like there's always you know talk about you know certain brands you know that uh, you know 
the rappers enjoy it. But like now, like uh, companies like Patron and like uh, Schmirnoff, they're handing out you know royalties essentially to these rappers for dropping lines in their songs. You're absolutely correct. One last area they were able to make money. A lot more pop-ups are happening. And this is really for the smaller artists where they would go from city to city, no matter how big or small. Okay. A random pop-up, one night only, build buzz, people would come, then they would go. Right. And that's like, in our current timeline, like that's a thing now in like 2019, but this is happening way earlier. This was like early 2000s, like 2003, 2004, like you're having these one night only pop-up concerts like in the middle of parks and stuff with like big time artists. 2006, two major things happen. Number one, streaming services, they already start to take off. So your Pandora, your SoundClouds, um, your Apple Music, they start to take off because people want to listen to music on the go now. This is what we know now. This is how we do it. Napster doesn't survive. They're the pioneers. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're the pioneers. They, do, they don't survive. They get bought up by multiple companies, of yeah. course. But they're looked at as what we look at with um, MySpace. Wow. So, yeah, they're the first of the game, and then they get left in the dust. That's the bad thing about going first sometimes. They are in the MySpace of music. Oh, boy. Which, in this current timeline, is kind of ironic because MySpace for music it's pretty good now. Yeah, it's actually like a really big thing. Like Justin Timberlake took over that company for like pennies on the dollars from uh, Mr. Tom, whatever his name was. They're our first friend. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like it's a, like an artist community. It's really dope. If you haven't checked it out, like it's you can discover a lot of new, like interesting music on there. The other big thing that happened in 2006, somebody came up with the idea. If we could do this with music, we should be able to do it with books. Oh, right. Yeah. Like it makes sense. So digital books start to go on the rise. Hence, Amazon, the company, never comes to be. Wait a second. Hold on. So, yeah. Whatever we want. No Amazon? Well, keep in mind, when Amazon first came out, they dealt with books. That's right. They were the online bookstore. They were the online retailer. They were the ones who got rid of like Barnes and Noble and like Books a Million. They killed those companies off. Because books are deemed as shareable in this parallel timeline, just like how music is, there's right. no need for an yeah. Amazon. We share books back and forth all the time. I actually got to bring a couple of viewers back next week. <laughs> <laughs> no Amazon Prime whatsoever. Wow. So no Amazon. No AWS. That's huge. That AWS is, huge. is huge. Right. Like, yeah. The one-time book retailer was is now a massive tech company that, supplies cloud services for the whole world they are a massive data company let's call it what it is data. they are a massive data company right oh yeah on the, on, the, on the front yes you're able to buy things but they're collecting so much information about us it's ridiculous right like yeah that alexa's not listening into this whole <laughs> podcast right now <laughs> they try and do the same thing with movies in 2007 okay the only issue is that the technology isn't there yet it takes a little bit more to stream a full movie. Hey, yeah, with books, music is easy, but the bandwidth isn't there with movies yet. Right, yeah. So, like, essentially in that time frame, we were, like, still, like, DSL, like, early, like, cable modems. Like, a lot of the fiber optics and, like, the high bandwidth networks aren't just there yet. So, movie streaming's not a thing. But, yeah, books, music. It, but it does happen. It does happen two years after the fact. Right, so eventually. So, 2007, it's not happening. We created the need. 
2009, 2010, it starts to happen. But Hollywood was prepared for it. So, okay, they knew they saw what happens in the music industry. So what was, what was their gimmick? So in 2009, once it finally happens, Hollywood's gimmick was, well, we need to do something within the theaters. Hence, the same gimmicks that was happening in this current timeline happened in this parallel timeline. Oh, right. So, like the 3D and... 3D's IMAX. Re-releases. Five course meals now are being served in the movies because they want to make it an experience when you head to the theater. Right. Like, yeah. Like, and that kind of mirrors like what we're seeing in our current timeline too. Like you have to keep those things profitable. So you have to keep people coming back and movies aren't always a draw, but like if I can sit in my seat and drink some Budweiser and eat some, some chicken tenders. When I go to the movie theater, I spend at least a hundred dollars because I need the best seat. I need the best theater and I drink, couple of IPAs. Don't judge me, but I do. And I have fun. It's an experience. Exactly. And I don't go to like the small theaters. I don't see any type of movie. It has to be a big budget movie. It has to be worth my time. 2011. We're living in a world. Books are free online. Movies are now free online. Music is free online. TV never goes down that route just because, A, it's already free to begin with over-the-air antennas. Right. Just plug in your TV and it's free. As well as there's the whole live aspect of it where you want to see it live. You really don't want to see it recorded. As well as in order to share TV, you would have to download it locally and then share it out to the world. And there's no profit in that. So no one goes down that route. Right. So the TV industry essentially doesn't get hurt as bad as the other companies or the other industries, I should say. But there is one more type of medium. That happens, and that's video games. Oh, the video game land space. This should be interesting. So what happens to the video game industry? Same mentality. If I have a game and I'm able to share it with you, what's the difference if I'm able to come up with a type of technology to upload that game and let anyone play it? And that's just what they did in 2012, where you're able to upload games and then download them. Oh, okay, nice. And it killed Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo. And they had to change their whole mindset, where now they just said... Rethink about their business model, essentially, right? Why are we selling hardware? Let's just focus on software and cloud technology, and let's still own this information. That way, if they still want to play these games, they're going to have to um, pay for a service. Oh, okay. Yeah, the service model. It's a good way to make money because it's not just a one-time purchase. It's a monthly subscription that you pay over and over and over. And if you want it, you're going to have to download it. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so this sees the essentially the, the end of hardware and the death of the video game consoles. And it's now a full online video game community, which is kind of like what we have now in our current like day and age. But this is like, I'd say like six or seven years earlier because like this is like Twitch, like early days. Yeah. So let's take it to 2019. Picture the mindset of that generation that knew nothing but free music. They're inspired to create. They're inspired to make fantastic movies, fantastic music, because it's free to do so. Yes, you may have to, you know, get the equipment to film the movie, so to speak. But you can release it to the world and the public, the public 
is going to judge you on if it's good or not. Not big time businesses, not big time Hollywood, but the people. Right. Yeah. It's like what we're saying is, is like you essentially have a lot more opportunity to get your art and your craft out to the rest of the world, which kind of is in this parallel time or in this current timeline as well too, but not so easily done like as in this parallel timeline. We are a nation now of artists. Right. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to put their content out there. Just like podcasting, which is still free. Yeah. It's a good, good, like little, uh, profession to get into. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Another thing about the public, especially this newer generation, all they know is it's free, music, free music, free books, free content at your fingertips 24-7. As well as, I could be a part of that, and I want to share my experience as well. And that's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to know more about Ucornia 101, just head to our website. It's at www.ucornia101.com. Um, also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can use Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or however you listen to your podcast. Just do a search within your podcast services and look for Ucornia 101. Make sure to go on Instagram and follow us and like us on Facebook. Again, just search for you, Corner 101. Also, we want your feedback. Tell us what you think so far. You can always leave some comments on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. On behalf of the professor, I'm Dr. Philip Bruce. We will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.